Hello, everybody. Thank you for downloading episode 44 of We Got This. It's our last episode of 2015. Thanks, everybody, who's been listening to the podcast and helping us grow. We have more listeners every week, and we appreciate that not only do you enjoy listening to the show for yourselves, but you're actually sharing it with other people. That makes a huge difference, and it really does help us to grow. So another thing you can do if you haven't done it already is go over to iTunes and leave us a rating and a review. So many of you have. We have over 200 ratings right now and over 100 reviews, and and they're generally so positive, and we really appreciate seeing them. We do actually read them and and take your feedback into account. So thank you for doing that, and please take a moment to do it if you haven't done so already. One last thing. This is the last time in 2015 I'm going to tell you to do this, but get your tickets for our show in San Francisco, you guys. It's going to be Sunday, January 10th. It's me and Mark joined by Adam Savage from Mythbusters to determine once and for all Star Wars versus Star Trek. You asked for it. You're finally getting it. We're going to do it live. We have Carter Parton Rogers opening for us. She's amazing and hilarious. And you won't want to miss it. If you're going to be anywhere near the Bay Area, you've got to come check the show out. You can go to bit.ly.com forward slash we got SF ticks. That's T-I-X. And now, without any further ado, episode 44 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Sweet pickles or sour pickles. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. What's up, everybody, and uh, welcome to We Got This with Mark and Hal. I'm the Hal. And I'm the Mark. Like, as in, I'm the the sucker. <laughs> I'm the guy that the three-card Monty guy will say, hey, come here, you want to follow the Red Queen? Have you ever fallen for anything like that? Are you kidding me? Uh, I own lots of made-for-or-as-seen-on-TV uh, items in my <laughs> kitchen. Do you really? That's what I fall for. Yeah, that's the stuff I fall for. What's the worst one that you have? Oh, the worst one. I've bought some, I've bought some silly things. I got a ped egg and that's just, that's just a foot raiser. Yeah, I got like one of it's, those. Or it's like a cheese, it's like a cheese grater for your feet. Yeah, it's painful and, um, and does nothing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, it does. I mean, it does something, but in order for it to work, it's got to be painful. And if it's not painful, then it's not working. It's like going to the gym, I guess. <laughs> But we're not here to talk about the ped egg today. We're here to talk about pickles. Yes. This is, this is actually probably one of the earliest suggestions that we received. And it's from yeah. Mike Amaral. I hope I'm saying his name right. I'm sure I'm not. It's A-M-A-R-A-L. How would you uh, say I believe that? that's amoral as in he is not a good person. <laughs> Mike Amoral, you may, you may not be a good person, but you gave us a good suggestion. You want to know. Yeah. Whether we don't know. You may be a good person. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad calling a listener. I mean, we don't have a ton. We need to like be nice to the ones we have. You're right. You're right. Um, we, we, but it's a very good question. I'm sorry, Mike. Yeah. A very good question. Sweet pickles or sour pickles, which is better? I mean, there's an easy, clear answer, but we can delve deep 
and talk about pickles. I, I, I would agree with you. I hope we're heading to the same place. But first, can we eliminate the Sweet Pickles reading van from this discussion? Do you know the Sweet Pickles bus? Sweet Pickles is great. <laughs> yeah, I remember those ads from when I was a kid. Sweet Pickles, for those who don't know, was a series of, I think they had 50 books. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a series of books for children um, that used to advertise on television when we were kids. Do they still? I, I haven't seen it, but it was basically a bunch of people dressed up as mascots driving around in, from neighborhood to neighborhood in, in an abduction <laughs> van. And I was like, I, growing up for me in uh, in Northeast Philadelphia, I was like, they're never going to come here. This doesn't look at all like the the tree lined suburban streets that they like to frequent. Like, did anybody, if anybody out there ever actually had the Sweet Pickles reading bus or van visit their home? Please, uh, please let us know that it happened. I, cause I believe it didn't. It's sort of like, you see the Wienermobile out and about. We've all had Wienermobile yeah. spottings. You don't see the Sweet Pickles van. Is, first of all, is it a real thing? I thought that was just an advertising. That, that was just the ads for it was they had this van full of costumed characters. This was a real thing that they sent around the country, Wienermobile style? I don't know. I, I wanted to believe it was. The commercials really sold you on the idea of like, if you order some of these Sweet Pickles books, there's a chance these guys are going to show up at your home and you're going to show up on a milk carton. <laughs> Man, that is mean marketing to children. It you're really going to show up on a milk carton. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, kid, get in the van with this giant chicken and frog and elk. <laughs> I don't even know what the animals were that were on there. Um, second, can I tell a quick uh, Wienermobile story that has nothing to do with pickles? I wish you would. Okay, so I was, this was a few years ago, I was living in LA, uh, my friend Robert was my roommate, and, uh, Robert is a, kind of a wacky guy, he, uh, he, he's prone to adventures and, and, uh, and mayhem. Right. Uh, Robert comes into my room at about three in the morning, and, uh, wakes me up, just kind of, you know, kicks me awake and goes, dude, get up, we're going on an adventure. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, if that's the case, then I have to get up. So I get up, I get dressed, I go downstairs. There's a car waiting for us outside with uh, one person that I knew and two people that I did not know. It was Robert's girlfriend at the time and two people I didn't know. And uh we got in the car and I was blindfolded. And because this is what you do at three in the morning. And when Robert says to do it, you just don't, you know, you just do it and you don't think twice about it. Uh, several minutes later, the blindfold was removed and we were parked next to the Wienermobile. Turns out the other people in the car were the drivers of the Wienermobile who were friends with Robert's girlfriend. So we took the Wienermobile on a joyride at three o'clock in the morning through Los Angeles. Wow. Uh, and at one point we needed to get gas. We're down on the Sunset Strip. And we, uh, we pull into a gas station and a cop car pulls into the gas station as well. Now this is 3.30 in the morning. We're in the Wienermobile at a gas station <laughs> in West Hollywood. Uh-huh. And this officer gets out of his, his squad car. He's got the lights going and, uh, he walks up to us while, uh, while we're standing outside the Wienermobile filling it with gas. Right. And he pauses for a second and he goes, you know, I'm sure it's fine, but I would not be a good police officer if I didn't ask 
what the hell you were doing with the Wienermobile out here at 3.30 in the morning? <laughs> um, once he found out the truth, he invited all of the squad cars that were currently in West Hollywood to come over to the gas station. And all of these cops wanted to take their pictures in front of the Wienermobile, leaving the Sunset Strip at 3.30 in the morning, completely unattended by police officers. <laughs> so... That was a night of wild crime, thanks to the Wienermobile. Yeah, uh, let's talk about pickles. <laughs> when the Wienermobile's in town, that's a good time <laughs> yeah. to commit as many crimes as possible. <laughs> Alert all units. Isn't that the plot of Die Hard uh, with a Vengeance? It all is. The cops are occupied by the by the Wienermobile. So yeah, Jeremy Irons and the and good. the future cast of Unbreakable has to defeat Jeremy Irons. <laughs> So sad that their relationship turned sour. I know. Well, one became a supervillain and one was dead people. Am I getting this right? Yeah, 100%. All right, pickles. All right. Are, are pickles. you a big pickle fan? Do you like pickles a lot? I love pickles. I am. Um, I grew up on Vlasic pickles, mm -hmm. uh, which is the national store brand uh, or national, you know, national name brand sure. at the grocery stores. And uh, then when I got to Chicago for college, I enjoyed more local flavors and pickles there and uh, began eating a jardinera, which I believe is pickle is it's a pickled thing. It's mm -hmm. uh, pickled other vegetables, carrots and um, and uh, cauliflower uh, on the table in Chicago's Italian restaurants and Italian beef sandwich shops. And then when I got to Los Angeles, I was really, really um, introduced to the finer pickles Specifically, originally at Cantor's Deli, where they have their pickles on a plate when you first sit down. And I thought, what is this? Yes. And meeting a lot of, a lot more Jewish people than I had known in Knoxville, Tennessee, um, <laughs> who really knew delis and really knew pickles. Right. I was introduced to some great, uh, some really great pickles. Are you a pickle guy? I, I am. I grew up uh, a Jewish person <laughs> in the Northeast. So wait, you're Jewish? Yeah. It's finally – the wow. secret's out. So um, let's – you know what? Forget pickles. Let's do best religion as no, an episode. No, Why do I let you sucker me into this? Somebody I was at a, <laughs> I was at a party last night and somebody said to me, really enjoy the podcast. Mark really won't stop trying to discuss best race. And I, and I thought <laughs> best race, best religion, we keep coming back to it over and over again. That, uh, when, when you hear those episodes, you'll know that we're about to stop podcasting. And potentially go off the grid. Just so everyone knows, we are not ever going to do those episodes because there is no answer. You know, I mean, there is, but we're not telling you what it is. <laughs> yeah, there's secret answers. There's a secret answer that only Hal and I and the Masons know. That's right. And Hodgman. He's not going to tell. And Hodgman. Hodgman knows everything. <laughs> Poor Hodgman. Poor, poor hot. Um, but I did. All I, right. I grew up a pickle fan. I grew up going to delis and places where they would have pickles out. So I'm, I'm more accustomed to that. And you mm -hmm. know, like different restaurants had different, like these guys don't pickle. They don't, uh, the pickles aren't brined for long enough. So they just, taste they do like, half sours. Yeah. They taste like vinegary sure. cucumbers. Uh, mm -hmm. some of them are just like a quarter of a cucumber just sitting there. Um, uh, some of them would do, the the pickled tomatoes as well the green tomatoes that's a oh I love those accompaniment and then coming out to L A so like the 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 experience at Jerry's and and at Cantor's those are those are what I was used to growing up 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've now married someone who is also a big pickle fan. She favors like a sour dill, but like it's, it's, it's it tastes like a sweeter pickle to me. And she'll eat it with anything, especially spaghetti, which is completely new to me. And I wait, thought, she will put pickles in spaghetti or on the in, side? On the side. So she'll have some, All right. she'll have some spaghetti and she'll get pickles. And she has asked me for 10 years if I would like any pickles with my spaghetti. And for 10 years, I have said, no, thank you. And you do not have to offer. But she's so sweet and giving that she constantly wants me to have pickles with – She That is like, a – How could I deny another human being this joy of pickles with spaghetti? <laughs> that is That is not a sentence I ever thought I would hear. Not a question I ever expect to be – No one – no one in their childhood thinks, you know, one day I'm going to get asked if I would like pickles with my spaghetti. <laughs> um, it is very kind of her to offer every time. Yeah. It sounds like a, it sounds like something a pregnant person would do, but sure. That is your, oh my gosh, Hal, Hal, <laughs> are you making case, an announcement? She would have been pregnant for her entire life. <laughs> and she's basically <laughs> another human wearing her skin. She's in her 300th trimester. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you do pickle? Like, what, to me, pickles are always a side dish. I, I like them the most with like a cold cut sandwich. So I get a cold cut sandwich oh, yeah. and I have a pickle on the side. And that's like, uh, I, that's, that's where I enjoy it. I don't like them on sandwiches unless it's like a Cuban sandwich. What about you? Where do you, where oh, do I you like, like them on sandwiches. Pickle? I will do, I like a thin, a thin slice of pickle. On a sandwich, uh, or, you know, the pickled chips on a sandwich. Uh, I love it on the side with a burger. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely a whole pickle versus pickle spear guy. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't, I like a pickle spear. The texture of the middle of a pickle spear feels weird to me. That's sort of where all the seeds are. Yeah. Uh, I like the crunch of a full size whole pickle, you know? And that, well, now that you're in New York, you have access to mm-hmm. as many pickles as you want. I mean, right now you're in Myrtle Beach, but when you're in New York, you're right. like a, a pickle mecca of of the United States. Do you ever get – see, when I was a kid, they would have these barrels of pickles inside of mm-hmm. a deli. It was right by the, the deli counter. <laughs> because, because you were a kid in the 1930s? <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, go down to the pickle barrel, see? <laughs> yeah. I've, I've looked exactly the same. I did an age of Adeline. I was in a car crash. In 1941, so I've ceased mm-hmm. to age. Um, <laughs> but they, like, they still have now they're giant glass jars, but they used to have a giant barrel of like the brining vinegar and and oh, I love and that. Stuff, and it would be filled with like gigantic pickles, not just not the whole pickles you buy in a jar at a at a grocery store, but like right. humo- the kind you would get at the county fair. And I would like that was a treat for me to get one of those pickles. So I, I like the full ones too, and just sort of gnaw in, and uh, you know, like they have a better crunch. Although sometimes if they've been in there for a long time, they do get soggy. Like for me, mm-hmm. pickle spears tend to be a little crunchier. But uh, huh. but the full ones, if you get the full one, if we're talking about jarred pickles, then then they're probably equal crunchiness, and then it's just a matter of of texture. I love the giant pickles. For me, I was introduced to those at Disney World as a kid. Mm-hmm. It was giant pickles and turkey legs. 
Uh-huh. Like Disney World, Disney World's cuisine is basically the same cuisine that they had in England before crossing uh, over into America. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like eat, eat like a big turkey leg, and then you know, King, I'm just picturing Ken, King Henry with his big turkey leg and throwing it over his shoulder. More pickles. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing like getting off of the Matterhorn and then getting a leather bag full of salted pork, just like they had in the <laughs> olden days. Nope. Sure. And in Frontierland, they sell hardtack. Yeah. It's delicious. <laughs> hardtack to me, uh, when I saw, I never understood what hardtack was. It was the, for those who don't know, during the American Civil War, hardtack was the, this very dense biscuit that, uh, that was flat that soldiers would carry with them. And that was their food supply. And I never really, uh, quite wrapped my head around that until I saw the Lord of the Rings movies and saw that elven bread. And I was like, oh, during the Civil War, Confederate and Union soldiers carried elven bread with them. <laughs> Are you the guy who goes to Civil War reenactments dressed as like Galadriel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we did that Fort Sumter reenactment. And as the Union troops were trying to come through to resupply their forces, I'm pretty sure the Confederates yelled, you shall not pass before <laughs> the cannon fire started. It was the last it was the last antebellum sentence. <laughs> there are always people at uh, like the Renaissance Fair who do that. Like they enjoy coming dressed as something anachronistic and pretending they're a time uh-huh. traveler, and it's become like a a joke. But I've seen people do it, and and the the Renaissance Fair, by the way, is the first place I ever had a smoked turkey leg. I didn't realize they existed before then, and when I ate it, I, it was I knew I had made a friend for life. <laughs> And I will go to uh. Disney and one time I went to Disney. I think it was California Adventure. And mm-hmm. I, I got one of the turkey legs off the cart. Like I went and found it and then I was going to eat it and there was nowhere to sit. So I sat, my friend and I both got them and we sat on the curb of, uh, of that, the street where you're heading towards the painting of the Hollywood backlot. Mm-hmm. And I just sat there like gutter rats eating, like gnawing on these massive turkey legs. <laughs> like the most – it's already – there's no way to eat it like a genteel person. You're all Yeah, you sit down with a gutter. knife and fork. <laughs> I've tried that. It's hard. Hard to get all the – eventually you just pick it up and start gnawing on it. Like you can't – You don't – you didn't carry animal. your whittling knife with you? You kind of have to whittle. <laughs> you're like – you're, you're – you're whittling the turkey leg into the shape of a like a flute, yeah. Uh, but, but in the meantime, you're just eating all the whittle shavings. Yeah, exactly. I make a pipe out of the bone when I'm done. Uh, by the way, that wall that you are speaking of, the infinity wall that looks like a backdrop of Hollywood, right? Uh, that is the side of the building of the Hyperion Theater where I did the Aladdin show for four years. So I know yes. that building quite well. Yes, yeah. which it's not, coming to a close. It's, sadly, it's not just a backdrop. <laughs> uh, yeah, home. yeah. The Aladdin show is uh, is coming to a close, uh, January tenth, I believe. Yes. Which I would be going to the final Aladdin show, but you and I will be in San Francisco doing our show with Adam Savage discussing Star Wars versus Star Trek. That's right. That's right. So if you haven't gotten tickets yet, tickets. If you haven't gotten tickets yet, <laughs> get tickets now and get. And get chickens. Yeah. Uh, bring us a chicken. We do barter Atticus Finch style for tickets. <laughs> we'll leave your tickets in a hole in a tree to complete <laughs> the Harper Lee experience. <laughs> uh, 
The Harper Lee Experience is my favorite band. <laughs> they only put out one song every 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about pickles, Hal. We have really devolved. <laughs> Digress, devolved, whatever the words are. I don't know. Okay, so so then this is really a two-dog fight. We're talking about sweet pickles versus sour pickles. We're we're getting rid of of jardinier, like you said, which is, which is really pickled vegetables mm-hmm. anyway. We're and we're not discussing all the artisan pickles. I'm sure that there is an entire artisan pickle community where there are like cinnamon pickles and uh, honey pickles. In uh, in Mississippi, Kool Aid pickles are a big thing. Really? Have you heard of? Yeah, uh, Kool Aid pickles. They do them at fairs, and kids will do them themselves. You uh, you take a pickle, you cut it in half, you put it in a pickle jar, and then you add to the pickle jar Kool Aid. And uh, you get these very strong, very sweet, sour pickles that are terrible. That sounds ter- – like, why would that continue? Yeah. That sounds like a science experiment. It's a little kid thing. You do it once um, and then you realize it's not going to – like, we shouldn't keep doing this. This was a huge mistake. <laughs> um, so let's uh, – as we are eliminating these, uh, these other pickles, let's give them due respect. Pickles uh, for – if I may, I did a little research on this. Please. Um, we, we didn't have Kate research this because we weren't really certain we were what the topic was going to be this week. So, <laughs> and Kate's probably having Christmas time and, uh, and we love her and she's wonderful and Merry Christmas, Kate. Um, so I did a little research online. It is tough to find the history of sweet pickles, but from what I gleaned, uh, sweet pickles are a relatively recent thing as, as we know them now. Uh, there were sweet pickles that, uh, were made in England. They came originally from England where it was vinegar and sugar was the brining, uh, system of choice. And, uh, but it wasn't really until 1923 in the United States in Illinois that two farmers created bread and butter pickles, which is about the only historically sweet pickle thing that I could find. And even those were, uh, those were sort of semi-sweet. And they took off. So when you hear bread and butter pickles, that was invented by two farmers. If you see them in the store, they're like usually served as pickle chips. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sweet, uh, sweet gherkins, which are the small ones, uh, sweet pickles, sweet relish, which I've a, I want to talk about sweet relish in a second. Um, not much history that I could find on it, except they came from England. Now, dill pickles, obviously, um, the brining process was used to preserve for thousands of years. Um, found out some amazing, cool things about dill pickles, if I may offer those up now. Would you please? One, Napoleon loved pickles so much that he asked his army to, he offered a prize or I don't know, a shore leave or whatever the, whatever to, uh, whoever in his army could come up with a way to, uh, keep pickles and preserve them longer, to make them and preserve them longer. And one of his soldiers invented the hot water bath that is now used for all kinds of canning and pickling and preservation. Uh, that was invented in Napoleon's army. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the namesake of the United States of America, Amerigo Vespucci, mm-hmm. was by trade before he became a navigator, was a pickle maker. And... uh Columbus loved pickles and filled uh, his ships in 1492 when he came to the New World 
uh, he filled his ships with pickles because he loved them so much. Uh, so, uh, Christopher Columbus was the first one to bring pickles, arguably, to the New World, which is the one good thing that Christopher Columbus ever did. <laughs> he was a butcher and a madman. Yeah. Did we do an episode? Should we get rid of Columbus Day? Cause yes. <laughs> but the sales. Did, did we do that episode? Sales. Ah. <laughs> uh. For Pete's sake, I don't need sheets that badly. <laughs> um, so that is some of the little tidbits about pickles that I learned this week in doing my research. Okay. Well, then let's – why don't we jump into some uh, – well, you want to talk about – you want to talk about sweet relish before, before, we, before yeah. we get into the um, hard analysis? Why are all of the pick- – this sounds like the beginning of a stand-up line, but it's not. <laughs> why are all of the pickles that I see like 10 to 1 – um, are dill pickles, but all of the relish is sweet relish. I do not know why that is the case. I don't know if it goes back to these two farmers, if they created a relish and it spread like wildfire uh, because this was the first time of, you know, massive marketing for products early 20th century. I don't know what did it, but two to one uh, Americans choose dill pickles over sweet pickles. This is both, in, this is both in print and in informal surveys that I have done in North Myrtle Beach. Of you and Julia. Which is true. No, of me and everyone that works at North Myrtle Beach Christmas Wonderland, actually. Okay. I was, right. I came in prepared for this one. This is great. So I, I have a theory, at least on the relish okay. side. I think that, that relish, which most normally is used on hot dogs, right? Yes. Is, Hot dogs are very salty and very savory, so you want something sweet to cut it. And if you're putting mustard on it, uh, which is the only thing you're allowed to put on it, no ketchup. Yeah, you're already do adding, not ever yeah put ketchup on it. So as we have savory, determined, you want to add you want to add some sweet to it. I think that's why. All right, and then, and then the dill tends to be the you know when you get a, a pickle spear with your hamburger, it's dill because it gives you something savory on the side. Like it yeah, but I mean chips or go with chips. Look, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I necessarily buy this because a burger, you're going to put the, the chips that people put on burgers are dill chips usually. And a dill spear on the side and a burger is just as savory and salty as a hot dog is. Yeah, that's a good point. Right? That's a good point. But if you get, if you go to like a, a subway or most, mm-hmm. uh, most like sandwich chains and you get pickles on your sandwich, it's more likely they're going to be sweet pickles than sour pickles. Except when you get a cubano, which is which is the sour dill. Wait a minute the the chips that go on are those sweet? The chips that go on your uh, subway sandwich? Yes, I thought those. No, I, those are. I'm nearly a hundred percent certain those oh. are dill chips. Well, they taste sweet to me. <laughs> you know what, Hal? You taste sweet to me. Oh, come on, pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> I like a really salty, sour dill. I don't like it to be vinegary when when it tastes like it's just been washed with vinegar, which is the problem I have mm-hmm. with the – if you're ever in L.A. and you have Cantor's versus Jerry's pickles, I prefer Jerry's. It's a saltier, more garlicky pickle, whereas the the pickles at Cantor's are very vinegary. So you get into great there, – there you're just getting into grades of sour versus sweet. But right. the, the sweet is, is good on certain sandwiches. Um, aren't most gherkins sweet? 
Yeah, most gherkins that I find are are sweet. So it's sort of a party like that's a part the the mini party pickle is sweet. So that works in its in its favor. Sure, the the sweet is the official party pickle. Yeah, and it makes um, relish. I mean, what what else do you yeah. have to say positive about sweet pickles? Nothing. I don't like sweet pickles. I don't like them either. Do we just make that decision? <laughs> you know what? Let's hold off. Because we have to talk about, uh, because we have to talk about other things. Okay. The attributes of dill. I, we're, I'm not willing to rule them out yet. Um, okay. sweet. I understand sweet relish on a hot dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on a burger even. I actually really like sweet relish on a hot dog. I like sweet relish. Um, I'm, if it's with other things. I thought that was mean of me to say before that I don't like sweet pickles. I do. They're, they're, they're fine. I don't eat the sweet pickles. I, because I like sweet relish. I'm giving their cousin, the sweet pickle, the benefit. Okay. Um, what I don't like about sweet relish is that I like to put relish in, uh, tuna salad. I think I talked about tuna salad on another episode. Okay. Um, I, I like to make tuna salad and I do, uh, hard boiled egg, tuna, dill relish, or if I can't find it, which is usually the case, I wind up having to dice up pickles and, uh, make a giant mess of my kitchen because pickle juice goes everywhere. Uh, and, uh, celery seed. A little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper, maybe a little bit of horseradish or a little bit of Dijon mustard. Uh, but that's my recipe. Okay. Um, and so I prefer dill relish because I like to have it in the fridge if I can find it, which is nearly impossible. I like to have it in the fridge to make my tuna salad. Uh, I wanted to point out a restaurant in New York that whose pickles I love is Sammy's Romanian. It's a great Jewish uh, restaurant, not a deli, but like a um, like a big dining hall. It's a bananas restaurant. There is um, my roommate used to be a uh, used to be a server there and uh, they (laughs) they'll serve you a steak that's, you know, it's about no kidding, two feet long Uh Everything there is enormous. The food is huge. There's a guy who, uh, his, who plays music in there and all he does is replace the word you with the word Jew in every song. So it's, so you're sitting in there <laughs> eating potato latkes, listening to my sweet embraceable Jew. Uh, and he does it for every song. Um, so that, that guy's a trip, but the pickles there are delicious. That's where I first had the pickled tomato and they serve them whole. Uh, just a shout out. If you live in New York City, Sammy's Romanian on the Lower East Side, uh, is great. And those are sour um, pickles, right? And those, those are, yeah, those are, uh, sour pickles. Yes, the pickles of people. I like sour pickles. Sour. The, the pickle of your people. Sour like our historic suffering. Oh, geez. Here we go this with the suffering again. Recounted. Look, even our, even Hanukkah, which most people think of as Jewish Christmas, is a story of suffering and our temple got destroyed. I mean, we eventually won. This is this is my father's breakdown of every <laughs> Jewish holiday. They tried to kill us. We survived. Let's eat. So there's a lot of <laughs> sour and bitter food served because we <laughs> we've gotten a lot of uh, a lot of guff over the years. Some hard times. Listen, I uh, I enjoy Jewish culture a lot. Right. I will say a. Uh, an Easter basket trumps a Passover plate for me. Uh, cause doesn't one have like a bone and a beet 
And I don't know what is on it. Yeah, but that's more of a symbolic plate. Your actual dinner plate has brisket, potatoes, green beans. You have matzo ball soup. Okay, that's that's delicious. I w- I'm 100% in for that. It's at so least a top. So let's talk about best religion. Oh, um, God, why did I get pulled into this? And I said, oh, God. <laughs> have you seen the Oh, God movies with George Burns? You know what? I never have. Really? But I love George Burns. You should watch them. The only one I ever saw in the theater was the third one, which is Oh, God, You Devil. Where he, where he plays both God and the devil. Oh, that the guy. De- the devil just wears like a spangly tuxedo, a spangly red tuxedo. <laughs> and his, his, I like the idea that George Burns was in the costume fittings going, you're going to put me in what? <laughs> <laughs> I love George Burns and uh, Gracie Allen. That duo is, man, that is one of the great comedy duos. Yeah. It, Before Lucy it, did anything, Gracie Allen did it first. Yeah, if you can find – and you can find some audio of uh, Burns and Allen, their radio show was spectacular. Spectacular. All right, back to pickles. Have we exhausted the pickle topic? I mean – I think it's I, – I, look, we're just delaying the inevitable. There, yeah. There's, uh, if you like sweet pickles, that's fine. But you just need to know that you're wrong and functioning under a serious delusion. Right? Well, I mean, I feel like you just kind of jumped right in to making a decision. You didn't ask me if we were ready to make a decision. You didn't do your traditional people of the world. Oh, that's coming. I'm just asking you if you agree with me. Oh, yeah. It's still pickles. Let's just go through sour pickles and why they're so great. Okay? They're okay. They're great on a sandwich. All right? They're great uh-huh. if you're trying to lose weight as a snack. It's a low-calorie snack. Very right good there. point. High sodium, so drink water with it. you got to flush your system out. Otherwise, you're going to retain water and salt and and get bigger, probably. I don't know. But if you retain salt, you last longer, right? That's Doesn't true. salt preserve things? Yeah, that's the secret of immortals. They just have a salt lick in their crypt, <laughs> and they're constantly <laughs> licking and nibbling at it, and that's what lets them live yeah. forever. Uh, and that's why deer are thin. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, a utility food in a way that a, that a sweet pickle is not. It's almost too like you're not expecting it to be to to be sweet when you have a pickle. You're expecting it to be sour. So the sweet pickle is almost like a specialty pickle, right? Yeah, yeah. The sweet pickle is a middle finger to uh, your taste buds. <laughs> Here, here's uh, maybe a drawback to a sour pickle. I have to okay. find one, and I'm talking like for me, it's like kosher dill. Make it really, really salty. Like I said, my my wife likes uh, sour dills, but the ones that she has taste like sweet pickles to me. Like they're not sour enough. But if you like that kind of pickle, and say it's cold outside, and you haven't put on chapstick, so your lips get all chapped and a little cut, and you get some pickle mm-hmm. juice in that cut, you're gonna be in a lot of pain. <laughs> you're describing such a specific moment as the one drawback of uh, a dill pickle. That is exactly how hard and deep I have to dig to find something wrong with uh, nature's blessing, which is what they call the dill, the sour dill pickle in the Aztec yeah. culture. Don't um, can I add uh, – can I add uh, – did we talk about cramps at all? Cramps? That it's good that pickle the, – the benefits of pickle juice – no. Okay. I, the, I would like to add this to the pro side for dill pickles uh, before we give our inevitable ruling of which one is better. Okay. Uh, 
the on the pro side, pickle juice is great for cramps. Uh, there was uh, I forgot what football team it was, but one football team attributed an, an entire victory to drinking massive quantities of pickle juice. It was like a Super Bowl champ team or something. My brother used to drink pickle juice when he would get a cramp on the side or, you know, on the on the football field and have to be taken off to the sidelines. They'd give him pickle juice. And that was how you got a cramp out dancing. That's how you get a cramp out is drink some pickle juice for the fast action and then have a banana, which pickles and bananas, not necessarily the best flavor combo. Uh, but also pickle juice is great. I know you're not a drinker, but a pickleback. Have you heard of a pickleback? You've talked about this before. I don't know if you did it on an episode or or in our lives because it feels like we're just you and I together. in life. Uh, but yes, I've heard <laughs> of a pickleback. It's gross. Yeah, it is. It sounds gross. I realize doing a shot of pickle juice, but not only does it cut through the harshness of a lot of whiskeys and uh, alcohol that you know sometimes can burn going down. But there are also specialty companies now and spend uh, specialty brines that are appearing in bars uh, that are designed to go with specific shots, which I think is kind of a brilliant idea. So that is uh, that is yet one more thing in favor of dill pickles. Now, hold can on we now? No, no, we can. Okay. Hold on. What sort what? of traveling medicine show bullcrap? <laughs> Is this drinking pickle juice for when you have a cramp? Um, what? Look it up, dude. Look it up. And, uh, and for those who are, who are Twitter folks, um, bombard Hal with articles about how pickle juice is good for cramps. Oh, yes. I can't read, wait to read all those articles in, uh, Charlatan Fakery Monthly. About how pickle yeah. pickle juice helps the bald. Pickle juice helped a man to see. Pickle juice gives uh, sight to the blind it's, and hearing to the deaf. It's Charlatan Fakery Weekly. They do fifty-two of these a year and two double issues. Oh, in my day, it was just a monthly. They must be. They're they're really moving up. Yeah. Well, magazines are doing well, or at least they want you to think. It's actually it's they just put out one issue and they keep making you pay while they promise the next one is coming. Those charlatans. <laughs> I don't believe any of those lies about pickle juice. I do believe there's artisan pickle juice because Brooklyn exists where <laughs> there's artisan everything. Sure. Even the parking tickets are like calligraphy on papyrus. Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. They're on that paper that the edges are designed to look torn, but it's some special kind kind of scissors that make it look torn that they make it with. Yeah. And it has a slow club quote on each ticket just from a different song lyric. Uh, hang on a second. I've got to give you this ticket. Let me get out my vintage typewriter. <laughs> it's nice because you don't have, you don't get all that many tickets because you can hear the typewriter from a mile away. Clack, clack, clack. And you run and get to your car in time. <laughs> well, they have to catch up to you wearing those big wheeled bicycles that they ride around on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Fine. Are we ready to make a decision? Yes. People of the world, you've heard the pros and cons of both sweet and sour pickles, and now we render unto you a decision that was pretty much decided from the get-go. Mike Amaral or Amaral, whatever your amoral. name would be, why would you even – amoral? Yeah. Why would you even ask sweet pickles versus sour pickles as if sweet pickles had a chance in this world? <laughs> I laugh at you, Mike. And your question. 
which we have answered here today. There's only one pickle, and it is the sour dill, the kosher dill, garlicky, salty, exactly what you want to accompany a hot dog or a hamburger or a steak, or if you're my wife, spaghetti, don't judge her. (laughs) She's a perfect angel from heaven. And that is why you will eat the kind of pickles that she eats. Sour pickles. We have spoken, asked, and answered. I think that we were unnecessarily harsh on Mr. Amaral. Uh, Mike Amaral? Was it? It was Mike? Yeah. Mike Amoral? Yes. Mike Um, Amoral. We we didn't mean to sound too harsh on you there. I apologize. For how? He sounded mean. He sounded sounded really mean there. I'm very fired (laughs) up right now about all these pickles and all this pickle talk. Uh... Well, this one is settled. Let's eat some pickles about it. And in the meantime, while we are eating pickles, please send us more things to talk about. Uh, 2016, it's just starting, you guys. We have lots of things that we need to cover. And please send them to us so that we can cover them and make final decisions for all of your arguments. You can reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets. Or on Facebook, forward slash We Got This Podcast. Or by email, We Got This Podcast at gmail.com. Or go to the subreddit, the Maximum Fun subreddit. You'll see it right there, sticky to the top. Join the flame war. Yeah, it's a real battle in there, you guys. Uh, thanks, as always, to Mike Furman and Jonathan Dinerstein for our song and our score, respectively. Thank you to producer Ken Plume and researcher Kate McManus. She's at LibKateM on Twitter. And also our graphic designer, Uri Kelman. And finally, thank you to all of our listeners. We hope you had a great 2015 and an, you were going to have an even better 2016. We are going to solve the world's pointless problems this year, people. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. And for Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everyone. We got, we got this. this. We got this. Podcasts. 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 <laughs> They're audio programs that, that tell smart stories in innovative ways using editing techniques like, like this. this. Like this. Like this? Yeah. But let's face it, all that smart stuff can be exhausting. That's where Stop Podcasting Yourself comes in. It's so stupid. It's just two stupid dinguses being dumb idiot jerks for 90 minutes. Stop podcasting yourself. The stupid show that smart people love. Find it on iTunes. Or MaximumFun.org. Andy. Travis. There's been a huge event and everybody's going to die. It's okay because I'm prepared. How did you get so prepared, Andy? Well, I've been listening to this great podcast called Bunker Buddies. Bunker Buddies, you say? Tell me more. Well, it's a couple of comedians who, they're kind of funny, but whatever. But really, they're aspiring preppers, and they're just starting out to prep like me. Prepping? That sounds scary. Uh, it's It can be. Well, I sure hope they keep it funny. Uh, you know, well, sometimes. But you know what? You, you can't. They can't all be gems, Travis. Fair enough. So tune in every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org. Listen to Bunker Buddies. You can check it out on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Stay safe out there. There's always hope and cheesecake. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.